Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,931. Buckle up, today we're at the racetrack. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm in Colt Neck, New Jersey, with a very special guest by the name of Thomas Annunziata. Thomas, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? I am ready. Yeah, you're already always ready, I'm sure, being a race car driver. Before we get started, I want to ask you one little question. What's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you? I used to be big in art. So that that's really, and I still do it sometimes. That's how I get away from racing and from all the, the chaos that goes on all around there. But uh, yeah, I used to be an artist. Well, you can stay an artist, you know. You don't have to used to be an artist. You can keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. So what kind of art do you like to do? Do you like to draw? Do you like to paint? Do you do graphics? Do you computer art? I like to paint and draw, but I've I've never been into those like a million pencils, HD, HB, whatever. I just do. I just draw it. That's how I get away. Yeah. Well, good for you. That's very cool. That's uh, where I got my degree. I was graphic design and advertising and uh, did that for 11 years out of college as a graphic designer and art director and so forth. It was a really fun career and then went off uh, as part of a startup company and still got to do a lot of that artwork, marketing and advertising, package design, product design, all that kind of stuff. It's a nice uh, escape, if you will in a way oh, yeah. to do something completely different and be creative, which is always a way to kind of free your mind up, don't you think? 100%. Yeah, very cool. I love it. Well, let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to dive into this world that you're in. Thomas Annunziata is a 16-year-old kart racer and race car driver who's pursuing a career in the motorsports industry. For over the last five years, he's been racing karts. The last two years, on a national level, He's competed in the SKUSA, the USPKS, and SCUSA series. Thomas travels with his father competing in racings, and he's homeschooled now, which allows him to be on the road and on the track and still get some education. Thomas is a multi-time national champion and is making the jump into cars now. He tested at USF 2000 cars several times and a Mazda Miata twice. We're going to learn a little bit more about that. Racing is in the family. It's a family affair. His father was a drag racer, and so was his grandfather. He created a NASCAR fan page titled at NASCAR Old Times on Instagram when he was just 12 years old and has over 35,000 followers. Bravo for that. Uh, there are even some NASCAR drivers and teams that follow him on Instagram. Nicely done, Thomas. We'll be back in just a minute, but first a word from our sponsors. So keep your seatbelts on. We're at the track with a racer named Thomas. We'll be right back. Covercraft has the most complete line of custom seat covers available. Choose between the polycotton seat savers Endura Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, Leatherette Precision Fit Custom Seat Covers, and their durable Carhartt Seat Covers. They're all easy to install and remove, and guess what? They're machine washable too. Easy cleanup to make them look brand new. No more worries about the kids spilling on your seats or your pets damaging your expensive upholstery or leather. Covercraft's quality seat covers protect from damaging pet 
claws, pet fur, hair, mud, moisture, food, drink spills, drool from permanently damaging your vehicle's fine surfaces. Headrest and armrest covers and color options are also available on many of the styles. And I've got a great offer for you. If you use the code YEAH21, Y-E-A-H-21 at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping with the code YEAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. Visit Covercraft.com today. Last year, I changed my collector car coverage to American Collectors Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collections of automobilia and other collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. They insure a lot of items, including automobilia, wine, baseball cards, books, figurines, die-cast models, model trains, glassware, sports memorabilia, toys, and a whole lot more. American Collectors Insurance, they've been protecting us enthusiasts since 1976. They provide you with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a long history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for your personal agreed value quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Rains here at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance. Classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. Automotive enthusiasts just like you and me. That's American Collectors Insurance. All right, Thomas, we're back. So we're going to dive a little deeper into the corner, something I know you love to do. Break a little bit later. Tell me at first how you first got into racing. And I mean, having a dad and a granddad who are drag racers, that kind of got the nitro in your blood or the, the oil in your blood, I think. But why racing? Why is this so important to you? And then you can kind of take us from there of what's coming up. But we're going to we're going to learn a lot more about that as we move through the thing. But first, why racing? Well, even when I was younger, I mean, all I used to do is watch Light McQueen and just binge watch that. But maybe it does run in the family. But there was one day a few years ago that me and my dad were on the couch and we got bored. So we decided to, uh, we wanted to go go-kart racing, indoor go-karts. So we went and, you know, we fooled around a little bit over there. We had fun. And then we looked up outdoor karting. And then that's when I made some, the move to my local track and went there for the first time 2015. We did a few things over there, and I absolutely loved it. So we kept going. And, uh, so yeah, soon after that, we started winning a lot of those. And then we went and made the move up to national karting. We were so bad. It was so, it was so much harder, the national stuff. But it took a lot of work, and uh, eventually we got there. And that's where, how I'm here today. That's very cool. You know, I've heard this story because I've had many guests on the show that are around your age, even as young as 14. And mm-hmm. uh, the karting process, especially in Europe, is where a lot of even the very famous racers I've had on the show started in karting. It kind of makes sense. It's a good place to start and it's affordable because as you're learning now, getting into cars, uh, automobiles, racing is very, very expensive. When you made that jump from let's say amateur karting to national level karting, you said it was a bit of a wake-up call because the competition ratchets up tenfold uh, for people. 
For you, when you got in that situation and you went, oh man, I'm not that good anymore. I got to either get real or get going faster or something. What inspired you to notch it up and be more competitive? Because a lot of kids, I think they get to that point and they go, gosh, I was good. Now I'm no good. And they kind of go, eh, maybe this isn't for me. Well, I mean, it was really my dad because he believed in me and he's the one putting the money in and he's the reason why I was able to keep going because he could easily shut it down. At the time, especially at 12, 13 years old, you're not very strong uh, mentally, whether it's mentally or, or physically. You're just not very strong. So I wasn't sure if I could keep going, and my dad is the one who pushed me. And uh, Would you say he is the key mentor in your life right now in your racing career? 100%. He's the, re- he's the key to my success. He's, he's the reason I'm mentally strong and able to drive and and come back stronger after tough times. And he's the reason why I'm able to do marketing and things off the track. Oh, that's awesome. Now, your dad was a drag racer and his dad was a drag racer, right? Yes. So are there some things that correlate from drag racing to track racing? Because, of course, they're very different, but they're kind of the same, too. I've had a lot of drag racers on the show as well. And there's a lot of mental fortitudeness and devotion and dedication uh, and even strength there, even though people go, well, how can there be strength in drag racing? You just go in a straight line. But uh, you get a drag drag racing car and try to do that sometime. So is there some correlation there your father has been able to hand down to you along with the mental fortitude and the just the grit to get out there and keep trying? Yes. I mean, and especially in drag racing, I mean, it's all games. If you're not mentally ready, that little fraction of a second is just not. You're gonna you're gonna be sleep at the line, and you you'll be pulled down the the track, no matter how fast your car is. So it's all mental game. So yes, that part of it, I would say my dad has helped me a lot in fixing, and that's what's helped me to get better. But I mean, it does have a lot of similarities. I don't know who said it wasn't who said it wasn't tough or difficult. I mean, they're pulling like seven Gs, yeah. like seven. He's down that thing, depending on the car you're driving. But no, it's very, very difficult. It's all reaction time, and that's what it takes in my stuff, too. So what are some of the programs and disciplines your dad got you into when you stepped up to that next level? Uh, And a lot of things I would suspect are physical, obviously mental, health-wise, eating properly, uh, reaction times, exercises for building reaction times, and, of course, seat time. Mm. Yeah, at first... My dad didn't really think seat time did too much at first, but we were new to it because obviously. And uh, I, I, I thought I could be good. And I, uh, I could be decent if, if I got the seat time. And after a while, I talked him into it, and he, I, he believed that too. So we, we, last year was my year where he finally put me in a ton of races and went to all the national stuff. And it was crazy how much I learned from mental and then the physical side of it i started lifting and just training and he was behind me the whole time and before you know it we started getting fast and then there's a difference you can't once you get out of the back of a pack now you got to be able to race with the front people because they're way smarter so it took a little bit but by the end of that last year we started winning races and it was it, it was all good and yeah it was thanks to my dad very cool. Now, you're stepping from the carts into automobiles now as your plan. So talk to me a little bit about what happens in that phase of your career of moving into vehicles. Uh, how have you done it? And we talked a little bit before we got on the uh, the air here today. 
about uh, the word Miata, which I've heard a lot of racers uh, step mm-hmm. into that series. It's a wonderful series for people to uh, trans- transgress through as they get into their career more. But talk a little bit about the process here. Well, I don't full, I don't really know the process of not being nominated because I, I was nominated to be in the Mazda stuff. I did test before. You have We just called uh, a spec Miata team mm-hmm. at the SCCA. I think that is it, the yep. SCCA. And uh, I was just thrown into a race. So we called up uh, one of the spec teams to get some seat time, learn each pattern because I didn't know that at the time. And uh, we met uh, someone named David Cook, who's a very big person when it comes to Mazda Motorsports. And we talked to him for a little bit and eventually... We were nominated by Mazda Motorsports, e-karting news, and and the help of David Cook into the MX-5 spec uh, shootout. Cool. So, what is that like? What now you say you had to learn the H, meaning the H pattern, manual driving a car with a clutch, and because cars basically gas and brake, right? There's no clutch in a cart. No, there's not. Unless not not even a shifter cart, there's a clutch. So, so you had to learn. You know, I, I think about you're 16. Most most young men at 16 are just getting their driver's license, and a lot of people these days, young people, don't even want to learn how to drive a manual car. I like, ah, stay away from that. I forced my kids to uh, learn how to drive a manual car. And they both had to have a manual car as their first car. It was kind of my plan for them because you have to really think about what you're doing. You can't be distracted too easily. So that keeps them hopefully off the phone and having things distract them so they can be safer drivers. So once you kind of got that down, uh, what's your opinion of driving uh, the Mazdas? I mean, they're cool, aren't they? They're, they're way more fun. It, yes, it was it was difficult in the beginning because it's a lot of multitasking. and It's not what I was used to. So like, I'd go into a corner when I first tried, tested it and I'd forget to shift or I'd go to shift and not put the clutch in mm-hmm. it, it, or I'd use the clutch as the brake because my left foot used to be. <laughs> it, it was difficult. And now it, it's a lot smoother for me. It's a lot easier for me to do now. And I'm just learning how to heel toe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's way more fun than just paddle. Have you gotten into trail braking? Yeah, I just started getting to trail braking. It's it's not something you want to do in karting, but I just started learning it. And you want to keep the front, no, the nose of the car down into the ground so it hooks better. So yeah, that too. Let's take a little journey uh, in advance down the road a ways, a couple years. And I like to kind of call this a bucket list, dream list of where you want to be. But let's say, where would you like to be next year, 2022, and then maybe jump ahead a couple years ahead of that? I'm not going to take you all the way to the dream of IndyCar F1. That's a little bit of a stretch right now. Where would you like to be next year and then maybe the year or two after that? Well, next year, I would, I mean, if I if I hope to win the mx5 shootout because if i do that it's a it's a scholarship and a free ride for next year and if i could do that it makes everything a lot easier i would hope to be in the spec miata runoffs next year and i'm not i gotta get more familiar with the series itself but there's a bunch of series next year that i can do and uh, i hope for my first year in car racing i could be well enough for people to notice me and uh, see what the next year brings. In that series of racing, do you have to have your own car? Do they provide a car? How does that work? You can own your own car, and you can also, under a team, they can they can give you cars, and you could you could run them. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm pretty sure with the scholarship, I will be getting. They will be giving me a car. I'm not fully sure, but I'm pretty sure. With again, that makes it easier. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Now, if you had a friend who said, geez, Thomas, I want to do what you're doing. 
how do I do that? How do I be a race car driver? I mean, that seems like it's every young person's dream, and more and more women are getting into it uh, as well. A few weeks ago, I had two uh, two great racers from the W Series who are racing Formula 3 cars, and they'll be over here racing Coda, uh, the Coda track um, in their cars as part of a, uh, a, I think they're doing two races while the F1 team is here racing cars. So those are some cool guys to hang out with. But if somebody wanted to to do what you're doing and follow in your path, what kind of advice would you give them? Would you say do it the way that I've done it and here's how I've done it? Or would you give them some other direction? I would give them my direction. I would I would give them the team I went out with, which in that case was BSI Racing, a Spec Miata team. I would give them the number to that team and they could get they could rent out a track day or go to one of their track days and they could test out the car for a few days. And then I, you have to do a, a required amount of test days before you're even allowed to get your SSCA or SCCA license. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how you would really start it. Plus, the racing's very, it's a lot cheaper than usual. You blow a transmission, it's 1200 the whole car, the other side, you know, it's it's a lot cheaper than usual. So it's a definitely a good series to go to. And I would definitely start off by uh, renting out a car from a team and going to a test track. Now, what about racing school? Did you ever go to a racing school? Have you done that or have you considered it like Skip Barber? I've never done one. Would you like to do one? Um, I don't I don't think so. I think I, I know enough now that I, uh, all I need is seat time mm-hmm. to to be smoother with, the, with driving the actual car. But, I mean, thanks to all my years of karting, I mean, racing comes a lot easier than it would to someone who hasn't come racing. Mm-hmm. So I have an advantage sure. compared to competitors. Would you call your dad your driving coach? Because a lot of drivers have coaches. Is he your driving coach? At times, yes. But when it comes down to the more technical stuff, I've had one over the last few years who, who has raced the go-karts and it has raced the cars. Mm-hmm. So they'll come over with data or they'll just be able to see and understand because they've been and experienced the car. But yeah, my dad, my dad has helped me. Well, absolutely. Sure sounds like he, like he has. I've had a lot of uh, drivers who uh, are past racers, even IndyCar racers, and uh, even a couple of Formula One racers that did and have done some coaching uh, to help people. And uh, the first guy that comes to mind, of course, Randy Paps, who's raced just about everything and is a great coach, but I've had many, many great coaches who've been guests on the show here too. Uh, I had a few that helped me when I was doing vintage racing that uh, got me light years ahead of where I would have been if I'd just been trying to figure it out myself. But I wasn't doing what you're doing. It was just more of a fun hobby kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, vintage racing is very different than that uh, because you don't want to bump wheels or tires or anything. They really frown on that in vintage racing. So you want to wreck somebody's million dollar car and that would be a bad day for them and for you. Let's take a short break. We come back. I want to talk about a challenge that you're facing or have faced. It's a great question. So keep the seatbelt cinched tight and we'll be right back. Have you looked under your hood recently? The average car today has more than 70 computers and 100 million lines of code. Today and tomorrow, being a professional technician requires an understanding of technology, computers, and electrical systems that are highly advanced and very complex. Cars yeah is honored to support TechForce Foundation as our charity of choice. Their efforts to help young people pursue a technical education and a fulfilling career as automotive techs is the key to an inspired life. Through scholarships, grants, and good old-fashioned hands-on experiences with vehicles, TechForce and Cars yeah are working together to connect young people with viable careers. Join us and learn more by visiting techforce.org today. I've discovered Linkage. 
It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Thomas, let's talk about this. I'd love for you to share a big challenge you've faced so far in this career path of racing. And the reason I ask this isn't to bring up a bad situation. It's more to understand from you how that became a learning lesson so that you can move forward in a positive way. Because one thing you've got to learn as a racer is it's an up and down career. One weekend you're a champion, the next weekend you're a total chump. So it's one of those things that you got to just get used to failure, right? So walk us through one of those that was a big challenge for you that maybe made you think even about hanging it up or just going, ah, is this right? But how you worked through that? Um, I'd have to say recently. I mean, I as soon as I got introduced to car racing, I didn't fully realize how much off-track stuff was. And it doesn't sound like much, but I have I personally have like severe anxiety when it comes to talking to new people and and talking out loud to big audiences and just being able to 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 speak to people in a way. So, it's been a big challenge over the last month or two and I've been learning how to how to heal uh, and deal and and handle things off track. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm getting better. I'm in a few speech classes, but that's how I've gotten over that. As of the off track stuff, I mean, a few years ago, I, I was, I mean, I think I might've said it already. I was ready to quit. I mean, I didn't see a way I was going to make it. My dad, my dad didn't, I, I don't, I don't think my dad saw it. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we're both kind of out of it and done and ready to go. We decided to give it another chance. We've, and my dad changed a few things with my program. I changed a few things on how to act and I learned more and eventually we we grew on that. So you're very well spoken for a sixteen year old. And sixteen most sixteen year olds, uh I shouldn't say most, but some sixteen year olds are a little awkward, don't know how to speak to people properly. And it's really a practice thing. You really need to just keep practicing like what you're doing with me today is you just put yourself out there and you try it i like to hear that you're going to speech class those people can be extremely helpful in helping you uh, overcome any anxiety or concerns you might have about how you speak how you present yourself but you mentioned other off-track stuff what are some of these other off-track stuff that you're talking about just like when i go to a racetrack and there's big people there or just in, in general you need to be able to go and talk to them and just get your name out there Mm. connect and that's again something i struggle with i struggle to be able to talk to people and just go up and know what to say and and say it in the right manner so yes that's that's another difficult thing and marketing on social media using using my social media more and and contacting potential sponsors Mm -hmm. that that's also very difficult but again learned it and uh, getting through it 
You know, I should connect you with a past guest of mine, Megan Meyer, who's a drag racer. Are you familiar <laughs> with her? I don't think so. Okay. But. I, I want to connect you with her, and I'll tell you why. Uh, she just recently had a baby. She's a young woman, but she was a champion in her class drag racer. Her sister's a drag racer who's been on the show, too. And she actually has a program now, online program, where she helps racers to market themselves better and learn how to use social media, learn how to get out there in front of people better. I'm going to send you an email introduction to her because I think she could help you in many ways. She's doing a tremendous job. She's figured that out, that way to get out there in front of people, to present herself well. It's not an easy thing, and it doesn't come natural really to anybody. There might be a few people that are gregarious, and they're just, you know, you think about uh, old-time actresses, uh, Shirley Temple, who had a little girl could just put herself out there and dance and sing. I mean, who who could do that when they're four or five years old? But there's a few people. But I'm going to put you in touch with her because I really believe what she's doing. And I've kind of followed her. You can follow her on Instagram and so forth. I'll put a link on your show notes page for your show here so you can find her, but I'll connect you with her. I think she could be a, a great asset for you. Uh, but I'll tell you one of the secrets that I taught my kids when they were young. That is when you meet somebody, you do the basic stuff. You shake their hand, you look them in the eye, you tell them your name. Just start asking questions and then be quiet and listen. That's one of the secrets. It works really, really well. The other thing is I would suggest you watch TED Talks and you can find them online. Just watch people give TED Talks. You'll see people that do a great job, people that do a lousy job, people that are kind of awkward, people that are not. But if you watch a lot of these TED Talks, you'll start to see things that the expert people, people that are good at presenting themselves are doing, the way they move, the way they act, the way they they say certain things. Great learning tools. That's one thing that you young people have that I couldn't even dream of is this access to this internet thing. And what you can go see and learn that way is just even today, it boggles my mind. If I need to fix something on my car, there's some guy on YouTube that will show me how to fix it. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, thank you. I mean, I, I, I'll I'll make sure to connect with her. Uh, I actually watched a bunch of your YouTube videos, your podcast, just to... Well, yeah, you know, you're listening, obviously, because I do have a YouTube page, but it's just all audio. But, but yeah, that's another great example is listening to the hundreds of race car drivers I've had on the show. And some are a lot stronger than others. Some are more comfortable because they've done it longer. It's seat time when it comes to interacting with people, Thomas. It really is just like racing. You just have to do it. If it feels awkward, you're in the right place. It's the same on the track. If you feel a little bit scared, you're pushing yourself, you're in the right place in that race uh, because you're always going to feel that way. Even the people who've been racing for a long, long time, there's always that little bit of trepidation, but that's where the good things happen is when you're really pushing yourself out there. I have no doubt. I mean, you're, you're great. You're really well-spoken. You're on your way. So you're going to be fine. I guarantee you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Let's talk about a special vehicle. Now, you're a young man. You just, do you even have your driver's license yet? I get it next year. Next year. Okay. So um, it's kind of a silly question, but let's kind of revert it to cars and race cars. This could be a cart or stepping in the the Miata. I asked all my guests about a special vehicle story. In your case, it's going to be a racing vehicle. So tell me about... The vehicle you got in could have been your first cart, could have been the national level karting, or it could be the Miata that really had a strong sense of meaning for you and, and what that was like. Well, obviously the Miata was, was definitely uh, a, a good one because, I mean, first time driving H-Pattern, that was my first time driving a closed wheel car with 
like a load of suspension and weight distribution was big in it. And it was just a big, it was a cool experience. But uh, there was another one I had. It was my, I never, I didn't drive it, obviously. Uh, but it just comes to mind because it's very important to me. The, my grandpa, he had his, his old street racing car because they used to race in the streets at the time. 1967 Chevelle. And uh, I just have a, a vivid memory of when I was a kid. Uh, I had my cousins in the car with him, but he, he would go around Staten Island and he'd just dump the clutch and just do burnouts in it. And we still have the car today. Uh, he's passed, unfortunately, but we still have the car. So, I mean, they, that's a big nostalgic moment for me. I well, guess. no I, kidding. Yeah, 67 Chevelle, very cool. I mean, that's been going back to, to my days in cars. I mean, at 67, I was only nine years old, but mm-hmm. in the 70s when I started driving, those cars were some of the cars that my friends bought because they were inexpensive and cheap. And uh, they could bring them. There was a kid in our school that had a Camaro, a Z28 Camaro. His dad had a lot of money, so he bought him this Camaro. It had a blower sticking out of the hood. We all called it the Batmobile. Yeah, he got himself in trouble in that car a few times. Uh, yeah, should have uh, slowed down a little bit. I'm going to crawl in your head here and be your car psychologist today. This is a question that no one has probably ever asked you and will probably never ask you again. If you were manifest as a car, and this isn't what you want to be, this is thinking about the man in the mirror, your personality, who you are, how you feel about yourself manifest in a vehicle. What would you be? But more importantly, why? I would be Senna's Formula One car in Ooh. the 1988, 1991. They were, they were nuts. They had their H pattern and, and twin turbo. The tires are spinning something crazy. I think they had like a, 1200 horsepower so i i don't fully know how to explain how it would be in my be like me but i think you can imagine how how it would like personality traits and things out of control but it takes skill to whip around the racetrack which i mean that's my favorite thing of driving i, I love driving that stuff it's just it's a fun thing to drive again i probably didn't explain it very well but i don't i don't fully know how to explain how that is like me but it's just something that always pops up Senna, one of my favorite race car drivers of all time, Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. In fact, I have one of his quotes on my business card. And that quote is, the past is just data. I only see the future. Mm. So, which is uh, attuned to a race car driver. Typically, you're always looking way down the track, not at where you are, but where you want to go, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the way Senna looked at his experiences, is that whatever happened in the past, whether he lost a race, he crashed, or whatever happened, it was just data. It was just information. He took that information in a positive way, and they took it forward to the next race and the next race. And, and I love that because so many of us dwell on our failures and dwell on things that didn't go right, and that can just gnaw at you. Uh, but if you just take that data and go, okay, what did I do wrong on that track? Let's not do that again. Let's change the way I'm braking, whatever it might be in racing or just in life. Let's say you're asking a young, young woman out on a date and she says no. You think, oh, I wonder why she said no. You know, maybe you can ask her. Why not? You know, well, you got bad breath, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll better fix that. So uh, there you go. Yeah, Senna's uh, great. And that car you mentioned, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Holy cow. I, I can't even begin to imagine are you much of a reader do you like reading and if so is there a great book you might want to share with us uh do i like reading no but (laughs) i don't have read a book in a while but when i do it's usually 
survival books or how people went through these crazy things, or it's just, it's very nonfiction. But if I do have one book, I would recommend, and I, and I like, it's around 300 pages long, 250 to 300, uh, The Ultimate Speed Secrets. Oh. It's, it's all, it, the entire book is about just the science and the physics of how to get a car around fast and being able to finesse that car around a track, whether that's modulating the throttle, the brake, your inputs, every little thing. And then it gets real technical on the science of the car and how it's built and how you tune it and how to race people. There's a, a nice pass and just all, all this, just generally everything. It's really just everything, how to master the rain. And it's, it gets all technical and, and into that stuff. And I, I like the book. I used to read it when I, when I wasn't very good. So, I mean, it was, it's definitely a good book. Well, Ross Bentley is the author of that book, correct? Yep. That's the the book you're talking about. Yeah. Ultimate Speed Secrets. Ross is actually a friend of mine. Uh, he lives very near me, actually. He's been a guest on the show. He has his own podcast, by the way. And you can go to his website and subscribe to his website. And every week, he, he also sends out uh, weekly thoughts on racing. I mean, he's the consummate go-to guy for how to race. When I started vintage racing, uh, somebody gave me his first book to read, and I learned a lot about it. He's a, he's a wonderful guy. And I'm sure somebody that I could also introduce you to that you could reach out to and, and just talk with or get some thoughts and processes from. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that. I was kind of hoping that you would. And there you did it. So that's cool. Ross Bentley has a great blog that he does, too, that he shares some amazing things. And any, I love reading them, even though I'm not on the track anymore. Uh, it just is kind of fun and, and just helps in general driving and so forth. So I'm glad that you... Uh, you rec uh, or recommended that book. So I'm going to let you go on the ultimate drive here. Now, what I do at this part of our show before we part ways is I ask people if they could go on any kind of drive. They get to pick any car in the world. They get to pick anybody to be with and they get to go anywhere they want to go. Now, I'm going to switch it up for you a little bit. And this might this might trip up what you had pre-thought you were going to answer this, but I'm going to take it to the track. So what I'm going to do for you today is allow you to be on any racetrack in the world in any race car in the world. If it's a single seater, you're going to have a headset on. You're going to be listening to someone, this person you get to pick, help you drive. Or if it's in a street car or a race car that has two seats, it'll be somebody that'll be in the car with you, giving you some advice or coaching. This could be somebody living under the sea, so you could pick Senna if you want to. So what does the ultimate drive look like for Thomas? I'm thinking I'll be at the Nürburgring, Nordschau Life with i think i'm gonna go with sebastian vettel i'm gonna go with vettel and i gotta think about it maybe a classic ferrari maybe a classic maybe i want to do a, a gt3 i i'm not sure but one of those two and i would i mean if i'm not going fast if i'm not going fast enough and i'm able to speak i would be asking him like advice and how what he did to get where he was and and just simple things like that because i mean how he he uh, how he fights the pressure, Formula One, and just how you get your head in that good mind space and just advice like that. You know, maybe you think about something differently. Well, you know, I've not been fortunate enough to have him on this show. Trying to get F current F1 drivers on a podcast is a bit of a challenge. I've had some, some past F1 drivers on the show, which are great guys to talk to. But Sebastian Vettel, to me, just seems like he's got his head on so straight. I mean, there's just something about him. You just can't... You can't not like him, <laughs> you know, no matter yeah. what, right? 
Yeah, I, I agree. Maybe maybe not recently. I mean, I when he was dominating, I mean, he won four in a row, four titles with Red Bull. I mean, he 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 was unstoppable. But he's got some weaknesses. Like you see, when he was when he fought Lewis Hamilton for championships, he he cracked under pressure a little bit. But even recently now, building up Aston Martin, he's just he's an incredible driver, and I only wish to to be like him. Well, see, since I love Porsches, I'm going to put you in a GT3 RSR with him at the mm-hmm. Nürburgring and uh, buy a whole day's worth of laps at that place for you guys. And then afterwards, you can go to dinner and have a nice long European dinner and talk about how he got to where he was going. I think that would be a pretty, pretty darn special ultimate day for you, don't you think? Never would forget it. Yeah, no kidding. Very cool. Well, you've taken us on a fun ride. You know, I'm really appreciative of you coming on the show and kind of pushing yourself out there in front of people. Again, you've done a great job. So uh, just keep doing what you're doing. Just keep putting yourself out there. Keep practicing. Seat time is the same, whether it's in the car or out of the car. Before I let you go, do you have maybe a success quote or a mantra or a saying that you use in your head to motivate yourself that has meaning? Think of your dream, grab it, and don't let go. No matter what happens, work at it. Nothing, I mean, I mean, you do fail, but use that as a learning experience. Really think and, and keep on going because the people who don't stop and the people who, who don't stop trying are usually the people who make it. And even if you don't make it, you, you put yourself in a way better situation than you would if you don't go for those goals. You'll go, you'll die with regret. Absolutely. You know, the words that I have heard from every racer on this show are never, ever, ever give up. Sir Winston Churchill, of course, quoted that, but you just said it in a very different, more eloquent way. So uh, I appreciate that. And that is the success to everything in life. Don't doubt yourself. Don't listen to the naysayers. Uh, Keep your eyes open. Keep looking down the track, through the windshield, way down to where you want to be, not where you are. And don't ever give up. Just keep uh, grabbing the ring. How can people learn more about you and follow you? What are your social media sites and website? My Instagram is at Thomas Annunziata 15 with no spaces. It's just that. And uh, my email is cartkid10 at gmail.com with a capital K. That's really all I have. I do have a YouTube, but it's not very big, so... Well, you'll get there. You got to just keep working on that. Uh, let me spell for you listeners. Thomas's last name is A-N-N-U-Z-I-A-T-A, a fine Italian name. I can see that up on the board sometime in an F1 race in Europe. Yeah, or an IndyCar race. That that works out really well. I think so. Thomas, uh, thanks again for spending some time here on Cars Yeah and putting yourself out there. Uh, I have no doubt you're going to be successful. Just keep at it. Keep doing what you're doing. Reach out to people. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah!